Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. What does taking care of yourself, a good book, and broadcasting have to do with business? I'm not sure how they're related, but they're all important, and we're going to talk about them on today's show. I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton, and we have a guest today, a friend of mine from Complete Game Broadcasting, Tim Nunn, and I wanted to go ahead and bring him on the show uh, so we can have a little bit of this upfront conversation. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me, Bo. Yeah. So, Bill, one of the things uh, we were talking about about pre-show was this idea of readers or leaders, right? It's a good thing to read books, and I know you have a lot of books you mentioned and shared that have been impactful for you professionally, so any come to mind? Well, I know, Bo, that you said you would buy me dinner at Poor Richard's if I mentioned the Rich Life book by Bo Henderson. Oh, yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> but you came point. in second. Okay. All right. I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> okay. So the book I would uh, highly recommend, whatever your profession is, is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. This is by Shad Helmstetter. This book came out in 1982. I remember reading it then. Shad Helmstetter is still very popular. In fact, he's a Facebook friend with me. And here's some of the highlights of the book. Basically, what he is advocating is that we have conversations with other people and we pay a lot of attention to how we're going to talk with them. But we pay very little, too little attention to how we're going to talk to ourselves. We really need, he says, a lot of correcting to do, because as we're growing up, we hear so many negatives. Nah, you wouldn't be a musician. Nah, you, you couldn't be an athlete. Nah, I don't think you, you'll be in the homecoming court. And, we, and, and he says, by the time we get to adults, we've heard so many, you can't be this, you can't do this, that we start practicing it ourselves. And very quickly, his remedy is, and I'll give you an example, and one just happened a few minutes ago, Bo, you and I both came into the station, and we both had to leave the station because we both left our phone in our uh, our respective cars. You can't do anything without your phone. (laughs) That's right. Now, how do we react to that? We could say, I'm very clumsy. I'm always forgetful. I'm careless. But Shad Helmstetter's approach is what we should say to ourselves is, I did a clumsy thing. I did a careless thing. I did a forgetful thing. And so you're just saying that's not you. That's just an incident. You even took it a step further. As I passed you going to get your phone, you said, hey, you know, geniuses often forget things. That's right. So that's a lot more positive way to put it. Much more positive. And and you think about that self-talk is the problem with that is the things we catch ourselves saying to ourselves, we probably believe it. So, So it's worth monitoring, right? Uh, so any other is that so that's the uh, Shad Helmster. I think you've heard him speak too, right? No, I have okay. I have not heard him speak. I I would say that for those who like audiobooks, his book What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter is on audio as well. One more example real quickly. You I notice of course on Facebook I see the the repetitive number of seminars that you're presenting. Now, if you were driving to a seminar and you were thinking, gosh, 
you know, this topic isn't all that exciting. And the last one I did didn't seem to go too well. And I just can't expect much from tonight. What what kind of seminar would you have, Bo? You're probably going to perform up to those standards. That's right, those or voices. down to those standards. That's exactly right. Well, you're listening to North Georgia Business Radio X, the voice of local business. I'm Bo Henderson, here with Dr. Bill Lampton. And I brought in earlier our friend Tim Nunn from Complete Game Broadcasting. And Tim, anything come to mind for you with a book that's been a game changer or just had an impact? The, the biggest one that I've read recently was Emotionally Healthy Spirituality huh. by Peter Zazaro. And um, it's exactly what it says, right? You have to be emotionally healthy, spiritually, and your world is completely different. You know, your thinking process and how you approach things is going to be more of a positive attitude, like you were just saying, Bill. And you're not self-doubting. But to be in that realm of being emotionally healthy. Yeah, and, you know, emotional health, spiritual health, that's the inside work. You know, a lot of times I think we get focused, um, even in coaching sometimes, here's the the indicators or the things we need to check off the to-do list or the things we need to do. But if we're not doing that inside work too, no matter what we do or how much we do it, it's still going to blow up. So I think that's important. And it's one of those books. It's not a long read. Okay. But who, it's it's who one it, of – Who was it by? Peter Cesaro. Okay. S-C-A-Z-Z-E-R-O. Okay. And it's not a long read, but it's one of those where after you get done, you're like – wow, I need to do that again. I need to read it again. And you catch so much more the second time around. It's one of those yearly readers. I have a couple of those. One of mine, and I'm going to bring up that, one I like to read almost every year is a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And for Stephen Pressfield, he's a writer, and he, de- he, de- he describes his art as writing, but it's really took off in the entrepreneur and business world when you could think of the context of your business or your work being your art. And it was just a reminder of, he uses the term resistance, saying that uh, one of our biggest things is resistance is going to show up. It shows up a lot of times with the things we should be doing or the exact thing we need to overcome. It's just a really powerful book. It's a quick read, but it's one that if I have a team I'm, I'm training, and just for me every once in a while to do a reset, I like to read that. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Big impact. Another one I'm going to do too, a uh, mutual friend, Bill, I know of, of yours is, is Bob Berg's Go-Giver. Yes. Right. And that's all about doing business in a way that it's not about making the transaction. It's not just about making money. Now that we're opposed to making money, but it's about building it in the right way by giving value first. And it's it's very other centered. Right. And that what can you what what can you sustain and what can you build when you're? Fo- I mean, it's really what I wanted to do with this this radio show. Right. It's like we can bring friends on this show. We can highlight their business and we can um, let the community know about them. As opposed to, hey, we're on here selling stuff for 40 minutes, right? Different philosophy. Very much so. Uh, So let's do that. So one more thing I wanted to talk about that you brought up before we kind of came in today was this idea of self-care. And we're talking about, yeah, we can, again, we can run hard. We can hit our goals. We can build our businesses. But you got to be careful. If you're not taking care of yourself, if your health goes, you don't have anything. One of the things I discovered, and, and I really put this into a, a sentence maybe a year or so ago, and it's this. It's not the hours we put into our work. It's the work we put into our hours. And so somebody who brags, well, you know, I worked 60 hours last week, or I worked 70 hours, or I got up at 4 a.m., are they really being productive or are they just 
trying to fill out a clock time. And so uh, I think more and more attention has been given in the fact that the most productive people are those who first take care of themselves before they try to take care of their profession or of other people. I know we're all familiar with Arianna Huffington, the founder of the Huffington Post. About a year ago, she was asked, what is it that you would advise people who want to be highly successful as you are? And she said, get eight hours of sleep every night. You know, she went through, she wrote a book, I believe, on sleep because she went through it through a scenario to where I think she literally passed out because she was so sleep deprived and made this a mission to study this and bring, bring awareness to that. Because you're right, to me, the people I admire the most are the people that if you can work one hour and, and accomplish as much as somebody working 60, I'm more impressed with the person that's that productive, right? And sometimes I think the problem uh, we have today, especially there's a certain vein of of teaching that it's a badge of honor to wake up at four work 15 hours and all this and it's like okay but what are you sacrificing when you do that let's talk about that and i want to hear some of you got that some tips you guys have about self-care maybe something we should be doing when we come back we've got that and a whole lot more we're going to talk about complete game broadcasting too i'm excited to bring in tim to talk specifically about what he's doing there right here on north georgia business radio x in the world can you learn about good books to read how to better take care of yourself and talk about a local business that that fills an important need in our community i don't know but that's what we do right here on north georgia business radio x i'm bo henderson here with dr bill lampton and our special guest tim nunn from complete game broadcasting and before we went to the break we were talking about the importance of hey go conquer the world Go build the business. Go change your community. But you got to take care of yourself. So you got any ideas on how we maybe should do that? We talked about sleep. I get that one. I think getting just unplugged, I would call it. Um, It's interesting. When you and I had left our phones in the car, I mentioned that to Susan out front. And and Susan said, I left my my phone at home the other day. And she she said, it was like I, I was... Just, t- just totally disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've ever left your phone or couldn't find it for a little while, what happens, um, and, and one of the things that, that um, employers have learned is to tell their high-producing, most energetic, most dedicated employees, when you go on your vacation, don't try to send emails, don't try to check emails, don't call in. We'll take care of everything. You just unplug in every way that you can, and then you'll come back much more refreshed and creative. You know, I saw some research uh, that I remember that you just sparked uh, that people were more productive overall that took those those ti- that time off than somebody that worked straight through. They just actually were producing higher because they had spikes of productivity when they had they recharged basically. Tim, anything come to mind? It's like recharging, but how do we do that on a daily basis, right? That's right. Where do you find the balance? And it's it's like Bill was saying, sleep, Mm -hmm. eating better, Mm -hmm. and exercise. 
And you have to take that time away from technology, get yourself away from it, and take care of yourself first. And, and this is said by a man who makes his living with technology. That's right. Well, I mean, you brought up the phone, and you talk about, Tim, the, the broadcasting world's full of technology. We're addicted to it. I don't think there's any – it's not a if you are. Everybody would say that. If they left the house without their phone, it feels – you can tell you're addicted to it because it's, it's instant gratification. It's serotonin, serotonin, dopamine. I mean, you're exactly. getting that. I mean, and you're seeing that with our youth today, right? Right. I mean, they can't leave go anywhere without a computer or a phone or – Yeah, they, they'd be lost. I mean, yeah, and, and sadly to say – You'll see, you'll see a group of, of young people sitting around. They'll be together, hanging out, and they'll be texting each other at the same table. I think you had a family vacation recently, didn't you, Bo? Well, well we went up to, the, to North Carolina. We were up in Murphy this past weekend. Yeah, had, uh, had some time with the two-and-a-half-year-old. Went out on Lake Chatoog, so that was fun. But, but that, that reminds me, I have to be careful, too, because it's really easy for me to hand her little videos of little cartoons she likes um, to bribe her to get dressed eat her breakfast, get in the car to go to school. So, so it's kind of that balance, right? What's, what kind of boundaries can we put on it and not be part of the problem? But it, it's definitely there. Well, I, I think if you, if you have the opportunity to do it, everybody doesn't. But if you have the opportunity to do it, sometimes just break your schedule completely. Take, take a midweek day off. Uh, don't do anything on Wednesday. Yeah, no, that's that's my goal, right? Every every year I work, I'm trying to buy a couple hours that I can take off. That's at this point in my career, that's that's the objective. It's not to do more than I did last year. It's can I buy some time so that over time I'm not just worn myself out, right? I want to enjoy this next 30, 40 years. Well, just personally, and and I can say this in 20 seconds, when I was in graduate school, I remember the first year I was there, I would study until 10 o'clock at night. And then I found out the next day, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I was getting very groggy and I couldn't produce anything. So finally I said, you've got to be fresh to read all this complex material. So to be fresh, uh, stop work at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and you can have much more productive time. Find a schedule where it's more optimal. Well, this is going to sound bizarre, but as we're talking about this, it might sound weird, but one of the things for me that I'm learning to do better is just to breathe. And what I mean by that is sometimes I'm going through the day and it's so busy, it's go, 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 go. And how much better and how I can kind of pull the stress down if I will just stop and literally just breathe deep, reset, and just, just kind of set. So, so deep breathing, prayer, meditation, whatever those things are for you, walking, walking, processing, because I think we get so busy. And again, we're talking to a lot of business owners and a lot, a lot of scenarios on this show. Um, if we don't make time for that, It'll show up in stress, and stress will show up in health issues. You mentioned meditation. Isn't mindfulness that, that's mm-hmm. advocated so much, isn't that something along that line? I believe it, it would be considered meditation, right? It's just being present and, and being aware as opposed to I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. Right? It's so easy to do. Well, let's, let, let's kind of shift gears. Any, anything, any kind of wrap-ups on that about just, just being – I think as we were talking through this, and I was kind of laughing with Tim, I said – it's reminded me of things I need to start doing more of or, or doing better. Like you said, eating better, more hey, exercise. I'll, I'll sign up for the Wednesday off deal. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so everybody out there, uh, we forget we're, we're, you know, everybody just just tell your boss you're listening to the radio show and you're going to start taking Wednesdays off. Let me know how that goes. Just go to North Georgia Business Radio <laughs> X. How's that working out? Give us an update. Well, before we do that, I do want to take a minute because uh, we have a great local chamber of commerce, the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce. And I like to spend a minute to do a chamber minute because every week 
every day they have things going on. And I like to, to help share some of the highlights with the community. Now, this month's small business of the month, you're going to love this one, Sherry's Bait and Barbecue. Now, that name, you might not think those are two things that go together, but it works. Uh, owners Terry and Sherry Richards opened this restaurant and bait shop in 2013, located on Dawsonville Highway, just west of Sardis Road, and offer fresh dine-in and take-out meals of delicious barbecue, ribs, and all the fixings. They have a food trailer and catering service, along with fishing convenience items, including live bait, and a wide variety of fishing tackle. So that's Sherry's Bait and Barbecue. So if you're heading out 53, kind of going towards Dawsonville, it's on the left. Stop in. Good barbecue. Unusual combination. But it works. Good marketing, all right? And then another thing, you're going to like this, Bill. Uh, a good friend of ours, Casey Riles, is doing a small business seminar Tuesday, July 13th from 9 to 10. And he's going to be talking about making sense of your next wise move in business. You know, I, noticed that, uh, I noticed that this morning on the internet. I, I plan to participate, listen to it. Casey was a very stimulating guest on our program. That's right. So Casey, a, a friend of the show, a lot of energy, a lot of good information, wise fella. So tune into that. So what I want to do before we kind of, we're kind of winding down this segment, but let's go ahead, Tim, and talk a little bit about complete game broadcasting. Now, I met Tim. I went through their program. They offer a school that teaches broadcasting. And, and we met, what, a couple years ago at this point? Correct. And um, really good program, but I'm not going to do it justice, Tim. Let's just talk a little bit about what the school is and, and where you are now. Complete game broadcasting, when you hear the word broadcasting, you think on air, you think on camera. And that's a piece of it, but it's not all of it. You know, there's behind the scenes. There's production. There is directing. There's camera work. There's so many different pieces that go into a talk radio show or so many different pieces that go into a TV production show. So at Complete Game Broadcasting, we have a nine-week program where we try to cover all of it, all the little things. It's a hands-on school, so it's not your typical come-in book school. So everything you're learning is skill-related, and that's what we try to um, teach everybody the whole realm of broadcasting, TV and radio. And for me, when I when I went down went went down through the program, it was just to learn some of the behind the scenes skills because I think that's the hard part to me is the the behind the scenes work. That's where I think that's the people that are really earning their paycheck. Uh, but there was a lot of people in that class that this was a they were ready for a change, a career change, or ready for a new new move. And they were getting some foundational skills to do that. So that was really cool to see. And that's what we try to teach. I mean, we're, we're bringing in people. If you have a high school, if you're a high school graduate, you can join our class. But we're seeing more people like middle age, want to do a career change, want to get into the broadcasting field. And I think when they initially come in, they think, I want to be on the air. And you have some people that are scared of their voice. And they learn, you know what? I don't have to be on the air and I can do production. I can learn editing. I can learn um, podcasting, you know, board work, all a lot of different areas. So in our nine week program, 27 days of class, we cover a little bit of everything, give everybody a little bit of skills on everything so that they are, you know, comfortable when they go into the broadcasting industry. I've got a lot of questions, so it's fast. Everything you can do in broadcasting we come back, Bill, I know you got some questions, too. Let's talk more about complete game broadcasting, the opportunities, and what it is you do at the school. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Blanton, Tim Nunn with Complete Game Broadcasting right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. 
broadcasting. We talked about a lot of a lot of big topics. We talked about front front stage radio, TV, uh, big terms like podcasting, video, live streaming, and then there's all the things that support that to make it actually happen. The backstage and somebody that's that's involved with a lot of that and teaching a lot of that and helping people connect in those areas and fields. Tim Nunn from Complete Game Broadcasting, our guest today. So Tim, really. The school's been around a while. I've heard commercials a long time before before I plugged in and met you guys. So tell me just a little bit about the background of the school and, and kind of the history or, or why it was even put together in the first place. Well, it started out as Atlanta Broadcasting Institute, and that's been around a long time. Okay. And then a guy by the name of Jeff Batten took it over and changed it to Complete Game Broadcasting in 2008. And his goal, I mean, Jeff has like seven radio stations in North Georgia. And his goal was to teach people broadcasting and get them into the industry, whether it be radio, TV, sports, news, weather, whatever. And it's just taken off. And Jeff decided to get out of the business here a couple years back, and that's when I took it over. And my history goes back. I was an um, Olympic-level swim coach for 15 years. And talking about taking time, a lot of time spent mornings evenings when you have four kids that's pretty rough pretty right. rough on the fam so um got out of that and was helping my dad with his business in insurance guarantee funds which wasn't my cup of tea so i decided and i've always been told you know you got a decent voice you need to go look into broadcasting so i too actually went through the class with jeff way back when and when the opportunity came available for me to take it take it over it was just something i've always wanted to do it's a love right i mean i've done play-by-play for sports i've done um interviews podcasting interviews all kinds of different things and i thought you know this is a great opportunity i love it i get to give back to others and help them get into the industry yeah, and your job is to be around something you love exactly Long ago, when I first started getting very interested in participating in broadcasting, you had to have a broadcaster's license in Georgia. And I remember very well getting a study course, going through that study course, having to learn what FM and AM <laughs> meant, and and a few other technical matters that uh, I had a little struggle with. And I uh, went downtown to... Um, someplace on Peachtree and took a one or two hour exam. And if I hadn't passed the exam, then I could not be doing broadcasting in Georgia. What are the regulations now for someone who wants to become a professional broadcaster? Well, our our school is under the Georgia Non-Education Post-Secondary Commission, GNPAC. And we are a certificate program in radio and TV broadcasting. So it's not a degree program. It's not accredited, but it is a certificate program. And a lot of our students have gone on to work at radio stations. A lot of students have been on air. Um, we have a guy by the name of John Chuckery mm-hmm. over at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. He's a host there. He went through the school. Um, Bo, you had mentioned Ken Coleman. All right. Known um, on this station, yes. He launched out of WDUN. So a lot a – lot you know, getting the skills. And nowadays, I think when you have your certificate and you go into a situation in a business, 
they're going to show you exactly how they want things done, but you're going to have the skills and the knowledge of everything around it where you're not scared. You know, you're not, whoa, what is this? Is this, does this mic work? Do I press this button or, you know, am I messing anything up on the board? You know, they're comfortable with that. So when they get into a situation in a job situation, then they're, they have the skills and the companies are really good about bringing those kids up or young adults up through what they want them to do. Well, that, your question, Bill, reminded me of something. You talked about broadcasting in, in a sense of the way you think of traditional broadcasting, but we were talking about this earlier. Broadcasting has kind of evolved, and it's changing really fast. And, Tim, that's a lot of – you're exposing people to a lot of different things so that it's not just, hey, I can go get a job at a radio station. There's a lot of ways to broadcast and participate and practice these skills and maybe even make a living with these skills. Well, you have like there's there's many companies. I mean, you can look at um, iHeartRadio, who is here in Atlanta. They're the number one podcast. I mean, podcasting has taken off in just the last two or three years, right. and and they do a lot of producing of podcasts. Um, another another one is since we do a good bit of sports, so you have almost you know back in the day you could turn on CBS, NBC, or ABC, and that's all you'd get game wise now every channel espn3 is computer they have to have production people they have to have announcers for those so we're seeing a lot of people like we have a guy um out in where is he at cartersville but he runs an espn3 truck production truck for georgia state university for university of alabama birmingham and that's what they do. And we were talking earlier, you know, when, when COVID hit last year. And if you wanted to watch a Braves game, people didn't realize that these announcers were doing this from home. They were doing this remotely. And so they were getting streamed in games, but yet they were doing their announcing from their home. We have the capability of doing that at our school. So we can stream in a game, and they can do a, a production and they can do announcing from our studio gives them the skills and the ideas of what's going on yeah talk about you don't have to worry with crowd noise necessarily you don't have to travel might not be the same experience but hey it's 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 something now bill bill stays ahead of of technology he does a really good job have you ever done anything or have you have you experimented with live streaming yet only um i mean we've done a few little things in the show here but i well i i do um Facebook Live and and I re- I didn't know until recently I I thought there was I was under the impression that to put videos on Instagram I I somehow had heard that you had to have as many as ten thousand viewers uh, listener uh, friends on on uh, Instagram and some of my colleagues told me no that's not the case at all so about two weeks ago I started posting short five to seven minute videos on Instagram and found out it was uh, just about just exactly the same as you do on Facebook Live. And then once you put it on Instagram, you can even have it transferred to Facebook Live or others. So whereas maybe, uh, oh, what, 10 or 15 years ago, we might have had one avenue to do that kind of thing. We've got so many now. Well, you know, and, and I'm indulging a little bit because I'm fascinated with live streaming right now, live streaming, because what I like about it, it reminds me of the first radio show we did with, that was live because we could interact with callers 
directly during the show. And live streaming gives you that capability, right? People can be asking questions. Yes. They can be giving feedback, giving advice. I mean, it, I really lo- love the engagement aspect of live streaming. Are you seeing some of that, Tim? It's kind we, of a Yeah, a big we deal. are. We have, we have one student that comes in on Thursday nights, and he sets up his own little studio thing. He has his ring light. He gets his camera on, and he has two buddies in Tampa, and they do a Tampa Bay Lightning hockey show. Oh. And they go and they, live. And they, they go live. They do it on Facebook Live, just like you said. They get questions. They get comments. And, and it's powerful. It's, it's similar to podcasting in that who is going to turn into that live other than people that care about hockey? And if you're doing a hockey uh, live stream, who is your ideal market, right? So, so that's what's so nice about these new broadcasting channels is you can really build an audience of your ideal. Whatever your client. unique audience is, right? Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit too. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, somebody's listening and saying, okay, a lot of this stuff Tim's talking about, it sounds, it sounds neat. Uh, and we talked about you have to have a high school diploma to pursue this, and, but it could be anybody else. But when we come back, I want to talk about who is this for? What are some maybe examples of, of, people, people's situations that you see coming in that this tends to work out for. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton. We're here, Tim Nunn from Complete Game Broadcasting. We'll be right back on North Georgia Business Radio X. talking broadcasting and all the aspects of broadcasting and maybe even if broadcasting is an avenue or a path or a career for you or somebody that you know right here on north georgia business radio x i'm bo henderson here with dr bill lampton tim nunn is with us from complete game broadcasting and a question that came up tim before we get into who the people are that you see being a really good fit for this program is just this big question of what do you think makes a good broadcaster and I'm just going to give one thing that comes to my mind. I'd like to kind of sh- go around the room. For me, what I believe makes a good broadcaster from my personal experience is consistency of content. And meaning you could, you could be perfect at so many things, but if you don't deliver content consistently and people can't tune in, get to know you, know when to expect to hear your content, it's not going to go anywhere, right? So I think consistency. If, if I'm going to be a content creator as a broadcaster from the front, front side perspective, I need to, am I going to do it once a week? Am I going to do it daily? But once I choose, I need to be consistent. Bill, what do you think? For me, the the ideal broadcaster, the ones that I really like to, to listen to over and over, are very conversational. Mm. And that's a switch from the what you might call the golden age of radio and television when they all had to sound so formal, so stilted, so pre-programmed. And you've heard me say before, Bo, that one of my favorite statements came from theater, that we need to give the illusion of the first time. No matter how many times you've done this, it it needs to sound live. And in my thinking, the most popular broadcasters are those who almost sound like they're having a cup of coffee with you and and, and, uh, just telling you what's going on. 
Yeah, you know, I think the the alternative is feeling like you're being talked to. Yes, and instead of talked with. Maybe maybe that's what you want if you're going to a class or something. But I think people that are turning tuning into a lot of media are looking to join the conversation. Tim, what do you think? I, I would call that informal conversationalist, right? Right, and that, that's exactly right. That's what gets you tuned in and feeling like you're part of that conversation, and it's not necessarily your voice which is, you know, that's important, and knowing your voice. But it's also being comfortable, um, conversation, and knowing what you're talking about and doing it consistently. Right, and not showing up and, hey, I'm, I'm listening to a monologue, right? It's, it's some people talking, sharing some ideas. I, that's, that's always been the informal style of what we do here. Now, before we went to the break, we we're talking about this idea of what have you seen as far as people coming through? Are there, are there people that say, Hey, hey this kind of somebody coming from this transition or scenario seems to, to be a good fit to do the school. I don't want to put any, any labels or anybody in a box, but I know there's things you see. No, we'll, we'll get the people that come to our, our school are rarely do we get kids right out of high school. Right. Um, we're starting to see more and more of that. It might not be a bad thing, though. We're start well. We're starting to see more and more of that because I think the stigma of getting a college education mm-hmm. might not be there as much as it was in the past. So more kids are going vocational type of studies, and this is sort of what that is. Um, we have a lot of middle age people wanting a career change. Mm-hmm. They're just bored with what they do, and broadcasting's always been interesting, right? You're on the air, your voice, TV, radio. So we get a lot of people. We'll have, we currently have a student in our class who's a postman. Right. Or we have, we've had people come through our class who drive trucks and they're just ready for a career change. And we're, they're able to do that and still keep their job until they get through the class because we offer classes in the afternoon and at evening so they can do both. And then we also offer, we have a connection with the um, VA. Okay. And so for anybody in the military that's looking for a career, we do honor the GI Bill. And they can come through and, and do the broadcasting class also. I think we, you had a lot of people, military guys yeah, in your class. A lot of the class there, was that was they came, they came back and they said, hey, I want to I learn some new skills and this is a way I can apply that. Uh, well, let's, let's kind of, we're talking about... Um, where they came through, where you brought up something real important just then. You said maybe they can do this or, or get work doing this. So there's actually jobs out there. There is there's probably people. more jobs than you realize. Okay. Um, because I think everybody thinks when they come into broadcasting, like we had talked about earlier, they think about being on air or they're talking about being in front of the camera. That's such a small piece of the broadcasting industry. There's so many things behind the scenes. Whether it be production, where, whether it be you know working on a camera, whether it be now with podcasting, um, we have a green wall room, you know, being in front of a you know in the green wall. So there's there's so many editing, editing, you know, doing doing weather reports. I mean, just updates. There's so many other options out there than just having your own show. You know, everybody wants to come in and they want to do your show, and I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of students that come in and they think they know what they want to do and then within two weeks they're like "Mm, can i talk to you for a minute i sort of really enjoy this creativity side of the editing right so there's a lot of opportunity and that's one thing we do is if you go through our class you're considered a lifetime member 
which means for us, you're always a, a lifetime member of Complete Game Broadcasting. You have the networking. You can always come back to the studio and work on your demo reels or brushing up on skills. Um, so we're always there for you. Um, and in turn, any type of job opportunities come up, we have a job bank, and we inform you of that. And we try to help those get into the industry. That helps our school well, do, success rate. Do media outlets that know you do the school, are they, are they sending you things and saying, hey, I'm needing this kind of intern or this kind of spot? They do. Okay, they do. We good. do have that. Okay. We do have a lot of media outlets will call us, say, hey, do you have somebody that can do an intern? And a lot of times before the students are even done with their nine weeks. Right. Right. It's just a, it's a, it's a fit, you know, the right kind of person, right? Well, so that, that was the last thing. So somebody's listening saying, Hey, this might be something to explore. They go to the website, right? Was it completegamestudio.com? Completegamestudio.com. Okay. And you can check out the studio there. Um, we have an information sheet if you want to fill out an information form. And then I get that form, and I'll contact you, and we can answer any questions you may have. And you have next class coming up would be September. Our next class is September the 13th. We have three classes a year. Okay. We have a fall class, a winter, a spring class, and a summer class. We haven't talked about location. Where are you? We are located in Sandy Springs off of North Ridge and 400. Easily accessible to 285, 75, 85, North Georgia, South Georgia. We had a student this last class come from North Carolina, wow. drove two hours to and from class, and what is did the not layout? miss a day. Is it, is it how many days a week? We What's have it? classes three days a week. Okay. We go on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and you have the option. You can do our afternoon class, which is one to four, or we have an evening class from six to nine. Well, the person out there listening, uh, Tim, that's saying, hey, this is kind of interesting. Maybe I should explore this a little bit more. Any, any advice or other, maybe just call and, and have a conversation? Yeah, call, have a conversation. Be more than happy to have you come check out the studio. And a lot of times when people come over and see the studio, that really gets their juices going and want to do it. I would think that uh, to get through the program and get the certificate, it's not a matter of just taking a written test. It, it's competency-based. You demonstrate all these different competencies you were talking about. Right. We One test. The final exam, that's the only written test you have. Um, everything else that's graded is, like you said, it's competency on skills, on editing, on producing different projects. And that's what you're doing pretty much the whole nine weeks. You're learning your voice, you're doing your voice, but you're also doing these projects, editing things to get your grades right. it's experiential learning right yes. I, I, now um, it's coming back to me we did the sweeper then we did that kind of the final project it's actually it's actually practicing the producing and that's what you know if you mess it up tim's going to say hey go back in and do this and this and that until it's of a of a quality that you want them going out in the world with right? and, well and what you're doing too not only are you doing that for the class but it's instant demo reel opportunities for there you. you go and, all right well, let's remind everybody as we kind of wind down so completegamestudio.com Tim, appreciate the work you're doing. And again, I'm excited that you stepped up to take this over and keep this going into the future because I know there's a lot of people out there that this helps and there's a need for this type of school. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you had me on the show. Um, it is exciting. There is a need, a lot of interest. Um, we do also some summer high school type of camps okay because a lot of high school kids now they have the tv productions and the every news going on and it's just a lot of people a lot of interest 
appreciate you being on the show, Tim. Thank you. That's Tim Nunn with Complete Game Broadcasting. Go to CompleteGameStudio.com. Dr. Bill, another fun show. I always love it. Something on top of like broadcasting, I'm on a I'm telling you, right down our alley. There you go. See you next week, guys. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.